It's been flat for many years and individual protection providers are searching for new ways to grow the protection market. Relying upon price competition, adding features and promoting claim statistics isn't working. Riding on the success of platform providers could be one way to find that elusive extra business. My guest today is Head of Marketing and Propositions at AIG Life. Having just launched a protection proposition onto the Transact and Nucleus financial platforms, Steve is best placed to explain the opportunity that exists. Here's Steve explain how protection on platforms works and how it interacts with a client's investment portfolio. Listen to Steve talk about the innovative pay-as-you-go feature, which means clients only pay for the cover they need. That's all right here in episode 48 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Welcome, you're listening to the podcast for providers and advisors looking to share business ideas and inspiration in the world of protection and finance. For each episode, you can find the show notes and links to things we talked about at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. So let's get on with the show and here's your host, Roger Edwards. I'm delighted to introduce you to my guest today and he is Steve Casey. Steve joined AIG Life in November 2012 when they were known as Aegeus Protect. Now some of you will be aware that AIG purchased the company at the end of December 2014 and they have now successfully rebranded as AIG Life. Other than running a wholesale fishing tackle and bait company when he was much younger, Steve has spent his career in financial services in the UK, Far East and European markets. He writes and blogs regularly on the protection market, although a little known fact about Steve is that he appeared in Money Marketing once not talking about the values of protection, but how to actually make the best beans on toast. So Steve, welcome to the Empath Podcast. Well, thank you, Roger. I'm delighted to be here today to talk about protection and platforms. And I think we best leave the beans on toast story for another day i suspect <laughs> okay <laughs> okay before we get into our main discussion today and, and as you said we're going to talk about the emerging and fascinating subject of how to make protection work on platforms let's find out a little bit more about you steve so tell everyone about your background where you came from what your ambitions are basically steve what makes you tick well, Roger, I started a financial services career actually with Scottish Widows, and then after a period of time in the in the fishing tackle game, I moved to Mercantile in general, uh, where I trained as an underwriter under the tutelage of such people as Alan Tyler, Paul Cooper, uh, and the late Colin True. I was very fortunate with an M&G. I was able to travel the world, spending time in the Far East as well as uh, traveling, meeting people in Eastern Europe and the Nordic territories. Latterly, I've actually moved closer to the customer in the delivery chain and joined at the time what was the newest entrance into the individual protection market at GS Protect. The appeal of undertaking things differently to meet customer outcomes, as well as join a dynamic leadership team under uh, Darren Spreeks, really did appeal. We must have done something right, as then a GS decided to sell us. <laughs> a, a similar experience, really, of my time at Booper Individual Protection. We're now proudly part of AIG, being the first life acquisition by AIG for several years. AIG Life allows the team and me to experiment with different ideas and offerings, which really does float my boat. We really have the reputation for innovation and doing different things for customers. 
and protection linked to investment platforms is just another one of them. My aim or challenge with this proposition is to make it a viable opportunity for customers to access protection products. With our partners, um, I'll talk about more of those shortly, we believe that protection is a cornerstone underpinning all investment ambitions. And what easier way would it be to place the accessibility direct on the platform holding the customer investments? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a theme that comes up time and time again on the podcast, this whole idea of how do we make protection more accessible to more people? And I, I, th- I think there's a there's a school of thought that says we, we need to be focusing more on the mass market and, and trying to come up with simplified propositions. But I think that looking at protection on platforms also plays into the wealth space. So that, that's why it's a, a really interesting topic for us to talk about. So, Steve, Tell us a little bit about this new platform proposition that AIG Life's brought to the market. Well, I see this as a really exciting uh, proposition, Roger, where we have partnered with Integrated Protection Solutions, or IPS as they're better known, to actually provide a suite of protection products that will be available on and actually sitting alongside a customer's investment portfolio. The first product which we designed is during the accumulation phase of a customer investments portfolio and asks intermediaries to look and discuss the customer, the concept of a target sum assured. What I mean by this is uh, that is the sum that, say, at a growth rate of 4.5%, the investments a customer would like to have at a future point in time, say, around at retirement. They either wish to retire with this amount uh, in the portfolio or perhaps wish to pass it on to their dependents should they pass away. Now, this product will cover the gap between the current value of the assets and the target sum assured. And the really neat trick about it is that the assets are valued daily so that the difference can can be calculated also on a daily basis. This means that the customer is never under or overinsured. The premium for the cover is collected monthly following an email to the customer and the intermediary. It can come from either the general investment account which is held on the platforms or by direct debit in the normal way that we see protection products now. The first offering that we've brought to market is available to both the Transact and Nucleus platforms. It really is amazing to think in a short period of time, over 300 billion of assets are now held on platforms. The whole concept has been a massive disruptor in the investment world. And the way I look at it, there's 300 billion of investment goals that need protecting. Now, that's what I call a target market. That certainly is a target market. And I can get the idea of how you have a target, some assured, and a target level of investment. Is that a concept that you think is going to be quite easy to get across to the customers of wealth advisors and, and, and advisors who are talking about platform investments? Uh, yes, I mean, it is a new way of the, uh, of the advisor talking to their customers. And a lot of our uh, sales literature and propaganda in talking with the intermediaries has been around that whole concept. Uh-huh. Uh, initially, it has uh, proved to be very interested in those discussions, but the, uh, the understanding from the intermediaries is certainly there. Tell us a little bit about where the idea came from. You know, take us back to the beginning when the idea first surfaced. Was there a light bulb moment that uh, you all sat in a, a meeting somewhere, a coffee shop, and the light bulb went off? Talk us through that story, Steve. Um, I think really the ability to calculate daily sums assured is the brainchild of two guys really at IPS. They are John Levin and latterly uh, Stephen Mendel. Uh, whilst the concepts about this has been muted for some time in the market, these are the guys who've really made it work. I suppose the light bulb moment is quite simple, really, Roger. How do you link protection covers to customers who choose to put their investments on the platform? What are the challenges then in trying to get this initiative off the ground? Because it, it is fairly innovative. And Obviously, platforms have been around for quite a while now. As you said, they've been very successful. There's a great way of putting 
all your investments into into one online basket, as it were. But I suppose protection has, has very much been an afterthought, maybe not even an afterthought, not even a thought for the providers of, of platforms. So what are the challenges to, to overcome to make this successful? Well, that's an interesting uh, question, Roger. Like all things new, there are lots of poking and prodding on the proposition. Next comes the question of how it sits within the current operating market. Uh, model, sorry, and whether it's within a risk appetite. Finally, it's all about believing in yourself and backing the judgment. Of course, one of the challenges was the small matter of the Aegeus Group deciding to sell Aegeus Protect when we were attempting to bring this to market. It did muddy the water somewhat. However, we were able to run this development in parallel, and the assistance of my colleagues who brought it into the concept was essential. New concepts can seem like missionary work. Uh, by saying this, will make my colleagues listening to this podcast smile. But I remember I was given the opportunity, if I can call it that, by MNG to persuade clients to take the Magnum underwriting system back in 1991. I mean, can anybody remember the technology we had in 1991 and what we're up against? But there is a great deal of hard work that is required in order to make things like this happen. So let's just let's just take a little step back and think about a customer who's coming along to, to Nucleus or Transact. And I don't know, let's say they've got £100,000 to invest. Just talk us through the process and the thought process they would have to go to to come up with this target sum assured and and then how would they structure the platform protection product to effectively cover that ambition well effectively i mean they would sit down with their their intermediary and and look at their uh, hopes and aspirations for the future so take taking for example that hundred thousand sum assured assuming a growth rate of four and a half percent that would say the argument's sake be hundred eighty thousand pounds in 20 years time and that's their aspirational target that they are looking to either retire on or if they do uh, pass away, pass on to their dependents. So having had that target sum assured, we then look at the difference between that and the initial investment amount. And that effectively is the insurance coverage from day one. And as the uh, assets go up and down in value, then that is calculated daily. So the customer always has that amount of £180,000 readily available, if you like, if they were to pass away. Now, obviously, with investments, people might want to put some more investments in, take investments out, etc. And we've designed the product so you can actually have both those situations apply. Uh, we do cap and collar certain things because of the possibility of anti-selection. But by and large, the customer has the ability to always know that their aspirational target will be met either by the assets growing and additional assets being added in or alternatively by the insurance cover. It's quite an interesting concept, of course, paying for just the amount of cover that you have at that moment in time. Because, of course, most of us are used to long-term insurance over 25 years with a level premium effectively calculated over that 25 years year period. What you're really doing here is on a daily basis, calculating the difference between the amount invested and the target sum assured and only charging for that amount each month. That's right, Roger. That's exactly what we're doing. And th- therefore, the customer is going to be paying a different amount each month. Absolutely. They, p- they pay a different amount each month and we advise them in advance to both them and also their intermediary what that monetary amount will be. I think that's a really fascinating concept. I mean, I've always been a fan of trying different things. I'm, I'm quite a, I'm quite a big fan of annually costed insurance, actually. And I think that potentially the market's missing a big trick, not selling protection on an annually costed basis, especially because consumers tend to understand how that works in relation to car insurance and, and home insurance. And really, this isn't 
too much different that one of the objections to annually costed is well it's going to be a different premium every year and I suppose it, it, it's an increasing premium each year but effectively you've created something which is going to be different in each month but there's a really good reason for that and, and I just can't see any objections to the way that that's structured I think it's a really good idea Yes, I mean, I would agree. I mean, annually costed products are very interesting. Uh, uh, the, the more the more I think about it, the more of the mindset is that people are used to things changing in price both up and down, whether it's the compulsory insurances they have to have around motor, for example, or, or even such things as, as utility bills. I mean, people are used to having monetary amounts different all the time. So we've looked at how this has started and how, how you've begun to push this to the advisor market, Steve. What's the, what's the one big idea that you'd like those listening to the Empath podcast to take away from the experiences you've had building this product and overcoming the challenges that you've faced? I think that I think the key thing that is this is for me is talking with the customer in a different manner. It's, mm-hmm. it's talking about aspirations. It's talking about uh, monetary amounts that people will want in the future and how you can actually achieve those by either investment portfolio or insurance. It is a neat trick to, to actually combine the two together. Uh, and will ultimately give the customer peace of mind that, um, that, that yeah, if they do pass away, then the money that they wanted and they aspire to will be passed to their their dependents. Yeah, and I suppose it doesn't, I mean, again, we used the example before of talking about a £100,000 worth of investments and a 180000 target for the uh, the eventual um, amount. But, of course, it wouldn't need to be as high as that. You could be talking about 20000 or 30000 or forty. I suppose we don't need to automatically elevate it to uh, massive amounts just because of the, uh, the wealth connotations. Uh, absolutely, and uh, the initial quote that we see on the system that have been undertaken by the intermediaries cover the whole spectrums of some assured Roger. And again, the, 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 the costing on a monthly basis calculated daily to me seems to be a particularly customer-focused way of going about things. I always like to talk about customer focus on the podcast. What, what do you think we should be doing more of to make protection of finance more accessible and indeed more acceptable to consumers given the fairly poor perceptions they have of us overall? Yeah, I mean, for me, putting putting the life cover on the platform is all about making life easy for the customer. I mean, for the you know, customers, all of us, we are continually challenged uh, time-wise with so much going on in our lives nowadays. And protection, you know, will get pushed to the bottom of the of the pile uh, consistently. So for me, it's all about making life easy for the customer. Now, whether that be putting it on the platform like we've we've attempted to do here, whether it's uh, uh, ease of underwriting questions, if it, uh, ease of accessibility, it's it's all got to be wrapped around the customer, and it's all got to be around making life easier, in my view. And, and this is just life insurance, is it, Steve, or is it critical illness cover as well? The first product is just life insurance, Roger, but we, we have plans to, to roll out across a whole spectrum of products, yes. Right. And, and is the underwriting process the, the process that you would normally expect to go through on a, on a term assurance, or is there, have you done something to make that easier to fit in with the, uh, the platform process? Uh, at, at the moment, it is a fully underwritten process, but working with, with our partners at IPS and, and the platforms, we're looking at ways of how we can actually uh, ease the underwriting journey. So... We've got to launch, we're out there, we're on the platform, we're on Nucleus, we're on track, Transact. What's worked so well for you and what's not worked so well? Tell us how you've modified your approach as a result of the feedback you've had as you've developed this uh, business model. Well, I, I think you 
hit the nail on the head earlier on, Roger, when you said around um, the concept of target summer shorts. Um, uh, the, the hardest thing is actually been getting those messages across to the intermediaries to uh, to talk to their customers in a slightly different way. In addition, you've got to remember that many of these intermediaries actually sell either very little or have stopped selling protection products because it doesn't actually fit their business model. They are, you know, they're into customer agreed remuneration models, etc., rather than commission models. So the, the hardest challenge really has been around is, is, is switching them back onto protection and switching them onto protection that they weren't doing previously, but do it, trying to do it in a new way. And how have you found that? Has it been quite, a, quite an easy message to get across or are there some quite deep-rooted um, issues that need to be overcome before they'll give protection another chance? And there's quite a lot of deep-rooted issues, actually, around, around this. You know, for example, uh, we are attempting to uh, make this product available Available to meet their current remuneration models, i.e. not pay commission on protection products, which is obviously very different to mainstream protection. Any rewards, any results from this so far, Steve? I know it's a little bit early to uh, to probably um, tell us about new business levels, but what are the res- re- results you've achieved so far? Well, as you say, it's too early to say how successful the concept has been, but I mean, rest assured we're working hard, uh, all working hard to make this happen. Uh, I mean, one of the very interesting things is that we have many more terms of business agreements or TOVAs uh, with intermediaries that uh, AIG Life had not dealt with before. So, yeah, we, we are spreading our, uh, our ability to, uh, to work with them. The reaction from protection commentators has been very positive, which I'm very pleased about. But now the challenge for us is to turn all this hard work into actual new business. And do people, do advisors go to yourselves to talk about this or would they actually just be talking to Nucleus and Transact about it as their platform provider? We, we make all routes available. So we are, we are very happy to talk ourselves um, through our, our, our telesales team or face-to-face or the customer services and sales support teams at the platforms are very happy to, uh, to explain the concept. And finally, of course, Graham Newitt and people at IPS are very happy to go and discuss with intermediaries. So just thinking about the overall development and getting this new and innovative product to market, getting protection onto platforms, which has been a bit of an ambition um, for quite a lot of companies, I think. What would be the one most important thing you've learnt from this launch that you'd like the listeners of the podcast to remember for their own business success? The key thing for me, Roger, is, is the fact that this is something different. It is missionary work, but let's not give up at the first hurdle. Yeah, sure, there's lots of uh, hurdles to actually overcome, but it is a case that if we are really going to widen the protection pie rather than just snitching little bits off other people then ideas like this have to be brought to market. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, there's been such a clamour for innovation across the protection market for so long. And let's face it, most pro- product providers, in the, certainly in the individual protection market, have just stuck to a very rigid formula of rate cuts and adding a few illnesses and promoting their claim statistics. That's really been the story in the individual protection market for the last few years. And it's led to relatively, well, not relatively, just flat market. And, and it's really good to see somebody coming along and using a different platform. And I really like the fact that you're charging on a daily basis for the difference between the investment amount and the target amount and charging the customer on a monthly basis. I think that's really, really interesting. Steve, thanks for a fascinating insight into protection on platforms. Before we go, I always like to finish the Empath podcast with a quick fire round of business questions. You're happy to stay for a few moments for that? Uh, yes, of course, Roger. 
So if there was one thing that you could change about the financial services industry, perhaps by waving the proverbial magic wand, what would it be, Steve? Uh, I have to say I would prefer the portals to have the capability to rank provider products, not just on price, but also the actual value to the client. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it comes back to what I just said before. It, the portals just being about price effectively makes the industry obsessed with price. And unfortunately, in the protection market, we know that cutting rates doesn't grow the market. What's the one business model or product or campaign that's caught your attention in the last year, even if it was from a competitor? Tell us what it was and what you liked about it. On that, Roger, I would, of course, have to say the Seven Families campaign gets my vote. Yeah. Uh, again, this is something that is groundbreaking missionary work, but something we can hopefully build upon. Um, it does sadden me a little bit that you have distractors to what is trying to be achieved and the way it is undertaken. But again, nobody said it was going to be easy, but I think this is a fantastic collaboration of uh, trying to promote a much undersold product. Tell us about an app or a gadget that's made a huge difference to your working life. Uh, I think I'm going to show my age now, Roger, because I think it probably will have to be the first BlackBerry I use. Right, okay. Uh, it revolutionised the way we did things. Of course, now it's been superseded by iPhone phones and the like but what a great idea that was i really enjoyed the flexibility it provided and finally what's the best business book you've ever read steve tell us what you like about it and what you took from it okay i i've been very lucky to have uh, martin longdon at the coaching hothouse as a mentor coach for several years and in one of the sessions he recommended the chip paradox by dr steve peters now he's best known for working with several famous sports stars including the british cycling team uh, and what he's done, he's created a mind model that teaches you how to understand how your mind works in practice. The chimp, as he actually calls it. Right. The element of the mind runs on gut instincts or emotions, making snap judgments and thinks in black and white. Uh, and it certainly helped me both in making decisions as well as dealing with situations that I, I come across. And before we go, Steve, I'm going to publish your contact details on the show notes for this podcast, and you can find that at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. But tell everyone, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Is it on Twitter or LinkedIn or email? Um, I haven't just rebranded. I think it's a great opportunity for me to promote promote aiglife.co.uk website. In, in addition, our Twitter handle is aiglifeuk, uh, and I'm also on Twitter under Well Hello Casey. Well Hello Casey, I love that. It's a great Twitter handle. Steve, thanks very much for talking to me today. It's been great to listen to you talk about protection on platforms. Let me wish you every success with that launch, and I'm sure we'll catch up at another network meeting or suitable uh, hospitality event in London at some point in the future. Roger, look forward to it. Thank you. listening to the marketing protection and finance podcast do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash mpaf for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed if you enjoyed the show please leave a review on itunes simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash itunes and leave a review if you are a provider or advisor or journalist and you have a product, campaign or business model you'd like to talk about, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's all just thoughts and opinions, okay?